Hey fellow Fizzy Friday lovers, it's me Ilsa and my mum Dr Liz Duncan aka Fizzy Lizzie and we are coming to you at the end of the week with some light-hearted chat in the midst of this uncertain time. Hoping to bring you some fun facts from a medical's perspective that might help to provide a bit of clarity and maybe even a smile to your face on a Friday or Thursday as it is this week. Hope you enjoy! So hello there, Dr. Liz. How's things? I'm pretty good, thanks. I'm pretty chilled. Glad it's Friday. Yay! (laughs) So should we just get straight into it then? At the moment, when we are in the depths of lockdown due to the COVID-19 virus, the biggest messages really at the moment are to stay at home and to wash your hands. But I just wanted to ask you a little bit about the myths and the gossip around hand sanitizer versus soap. Yeah, um... I mean, good old fashioned soap and water is actually the way to go. It's so much better. Um, And the reason for that is that the virus has a little fatty covering on top of it. And when you use soap, uh, you actually break down that fatty covering. And so you actually partially destroy the wall of the virus. Uh, So, and sanitizers are fine. But good old-fashioned soap and water is best of all. So as well as washing the virus away down the sink, you are actually destroying it. So lots of hot soapy water. That's really interesting. And what about antibacterial soap? Is that any different? No, you don't need to spend money on that. Simple, cheap, dove, anything, (laughs) cheap as you can get it and you'll be absolutely fine. Well, that's good to know when most places are selling out of all the antibacterial soap. And then also I was wondering about whether it matters if you wash your hands in cold or hot water. Hot water is better. And I mean, hot, 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 at a high temperature, the virus is destroyed when you'd have to go pretty high. But yeah, really as hot as you can take it, nice hot soapy water. Okay, cool. Obviously, you have always taught me growing up that girls, of course, have superpowers. (laughs) Um, But you are claiming that it is really true when it comes to the bug, aren't you? (laughs) Well, it seems like it. Uh, This has actually turned out really interesting. So it does seem like uh, women are less severely affected and they've been trying to work out why. And it seems to be because boys have an X and Y chromosome in their genetic imprint whereas girls are made up of two x chromosomes and the little bug when it comes into your body and uh, sort of uh, attacks you and then you have to produce an immune response it's the x chromosome that actually predicts your immune response and it it's uh, and because we've got two x chromosomes we get a much better immune response than men who only have one X chromosome. That's that's the theory anyway. Um, however, uh, there have also been other studies that have shown that girls are much more likely to wash their hands. So that, that might be <laughs> a bit as well. But anyway, we'll go for the two X chromosomes. <laughs> and there's also the one about the boys and the facial hair. Uh, d- does that mean they're more likely to carry the virus? And, and I don't think there's any truth in that at all. If anything, it's maybe slightly protective. But um, I think the reason that that came up was because all the medics are having to shave off their beards so they can get a tight fit with, with the mask. 
So that's got to do with the mask more than actually holding any books in. Okay, interesting. Um, And there are quite a few high profile people out there who think that they have superpowers and are above the rules, like the New Zealand health minister who drove to the mountains to go walking when he wasn't allowed to. And he got caught because he was in his campaign van with his face plastered all over the side. Is that Yeah. We obviously have our own version in Scotland with the chief medical officer, Captain Calderwood, um, going not once but two weekends in a row. And she's on television every single day on the adverts, uh, the government adverts saying, stay at home, stay at home. And it is true, if you stay at home, you won't get infected. And if you happen to have the bug, you won't pass it on. Yeah, so I mean, and she should just have immediately um, resigned last Sunday morning and instead we had 12 hours of cringing behaviour where everyone was getting very angry. So there's a very good business lesson there. If you if you if something goes badly wrong, the, the, the theory is always do quickly what ultimately you'll be forced to do slowly. And that's one of uh, Tony Blair's advisors used to say that in life, just get on with it and do it. Don't linger. It's just torture. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but uh, maybe back to some more medical facts then. How is it progressing with testing? Uh, in terms of testing, yeah, I, I, we're definitely making really good progress. Um, and I think for the moment, it, it's not so important because actually most people are staying at home and it will become really, really important uh, once we start to unlock and, and and move out and about again. But anyway, the update is that they are massively increasing the testing capability within the whole of the UK. And what they've done is invited various labs, particularly private labs, um, to into the mix. So there's a, a, an amazing consortium in Cambridge with GSK, AstraZeneca, Cambridge Uni, and they are going to be doing, I can't remember the exact number, but something of the order, like um, 30,000 tests a day they're going to be able to do. They've got a huge facility there, and uh, they just have to get up to speed with that. Um, so that's for the, the, the test where you take a swab to see if you actually have the virus. Um, the thing about that one is it's only actually positive for a small number of days when you are actually actively infected. Still important to know. And at the moment, that's mainly just for patients and also for healthcare professionals, if they can manage to, to get there. Um, Barry was trying to go and couldn't get there because she doesn't have a car and it's a drive-in centre you've got to go to. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. So they haven't quite got that sorted. Anyway, they're scaling up. Probably what's of more interest to you, though, is the an- antibody test, which is the test that tells whether or not you are at, whether you've had the bug and are now immune. And um, the thing about that one is that it doesn't become positive until two to three weeks after you've had the infection. So there's still a little bit of time with that. Now, the government had bought three and a half million of these tests from China, but when they've done the quality assurance on the test, they've found out that it, they aren't actually as reliable as they need to be. So that order's still pending, and when they get the quality assurance sorted, that will be available. 
and that'll just be a bit like a pregnancy test except it'll be a little just couple of blood drops you put on, on, onto a disc and it'll tell you if you have antibodies or not um the uh, but meanwhile in the uk they're also these labs are also looking at developing their own test so i would think by the time we're coming out of lockdown which is probably going to be i don't know six weeks time or something i think by then the the antibody test should be available and that's going to be enormously helpful particularly for cities like london where actually it has kind of the bug has galloped through and lots of people have been infected but you just don't know yeah <clears throat> and how long does it live in your system the bug itself under normal circumstances it takes you about a week to 10 days to develop your immunity kill it and then um it, it's no longer in your system which is why you have a couple of days but if you do get infected, you know, the first couple of days, you don't really know you've got symptoms and it's multiplying inside you. Then from about day four, five, six, you start to develop the symptoms and that's when you're shedding the bug. Mm. If you cough or you sneeze, that's when you shed it. And then normally by day seven to 10, your own immunity has killed all the bug and it's no longer in your system. Now, what then happens for a very small number of people is their immune system goes into overdrive and they become well unwell with that but most people 10 days end of okay and so three weeks in for example like if i have not been very well now for three weeks maybe i've had it maybe i've not but mm-hmm. <clears throat> am i still a risk to other people if i go out now if i no. have had it if you've had it you're definitely not a risk to other people now okay cool well (laughs) thanks mum that's been really interesting and finally I just wanted to ask uh what your tipple is on this fizzy Thursday oh I don't know I think I might just have to go into the fridge and see what there is I wonder what could be in here oh something that goes pop (laughs) (laughs) all right so are we on the champagne today it's Monsignor Champagne number 111. It's Aldi. It's um, 11.99, I think. And I would say if you'd like tasted with Bollinger, you would be hard pushed to tell the difference. <laughs> Another great fact to end on, Mum. Thanks very much. <laughs> okay, Bye. Talk soon. Bye.